Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always. It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Yeah, man, it's good. It's good, man. How you feeling, bro? Everything's moving pretty good over here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. It's, it's time. Like, I know people try, I'm tired of hearing it, but like, hey, it's every day for me, man. It's close, close. You know, step step towards that freedom. Yeah, if y'all if y'all didn't know, uh, Mr. Prez is on his way out the door. He is moving back to the United States. He is retiring, so it's a momentous occasion in a couple of weeks. So that's that's what we're talking about. As you can see, his his little studio is emptying out one by one. It's yeah. nothing but white space. Nothing but white <laughs> space. But I'm I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, we up, we up. So what we got on the agenda today? Before we get to that cash, we can't mess up, man. Hey, tell the new people right. who we are and what we about. You're right, you're right. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. It's a podcast about music, sports, and the culture, entertainment, books, you name it. We talk about it. If it's a topic that we could put our own spin on, you best believe Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast is going to give it to you. But that that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. We also uh, have several different places you can catch us at. Twitter at DSC underscore podcast, Instagram, DSC underscore podcast as well on YouTube. Don't sleep on the couch podcast or don't sleep network. Either one. Hey, we everywhere. You never there. <laughs> like it. Hey, and then, uh, so run down what we're going to talk about on this episode, man. I know we got one special guest coming on, but before you get to the special guest, tell them what else we're going to talk about. Yeah, this is gonna be a real, real short episode, man. We we're gonna definitely give our thoughts on Dark Man next. Rest in peace. Uh, towards the tail end of last week's episode, we were hoping and praying that he would make it, but ultimately he did not, and, and God had a, a higher purpose for him, which He's always had. So definitely gonna touch on that. We've had some time to deal with it. We're still dealing with it, but we're gonna try our best to, to try to cover down on what we remember. In, in regards to just DMX raising us and being part of our lives since we were teenagers. Uh, also, <laughs> we got a very special guest that I know he's probably going to touch on DMX as well. Uh, Mars Native, he has a new EP coming out. It's called I'll Be the Villain. Uh, if you don't already know, go back in our archives, check out our prior episode, which probably was last year with Mars Native with his uh, previous album called Versus Demons, which is which is a really good one. So we definitely want to tap in with Mars, see what he has to say on this uh, EP. Last but not least, man, and to touch on to some sports, Hubert Davis, first, <laughs> first black coach in uh, North Carolina Tar Hill history as far as the men's basketball team. So we're going to touch on that and what he said during his press conference. Yeah, just stick around yeah. for that. Just, just stick around for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, man, I woke up early this morning. I was smiling from ear to ear. I was happy to send out <laughs> them texts this morning to everybody, everybody who's been doubting and talking down on these Lakers lately, man. We don't need Brian. What? We don't need, we don't need AD. <laughs> we can get it done without him. No, yeah, no, nah, they need to come back for real for Yeah, me. I know, right? But <laughs> I was about to say, pan the camera down so we can see, you know, what you got in your drink. Uh, I mean, man, I'm trying to finish up the last of my little Belgian beers here, man, before I get up out of here because it's can't carry them with me. So, oh, work. Trying. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. 
That's it. I'll take them yeah. off your hands for those them you can't finish. You know? I'm gonna try to finish as much as I can. <laughs> That's what's up, man. All right, man. What do you want to start? You want to want to get this out the way, man? I know. Uh... Yeah. All right. Man. So yeah, as we as you said last episode, we talked about uh dmx and you know he was going through his thing and it's like it was kind of sleeping out a little bit like uh that wasn't gonna make it and uh i i think it was at that time it was like we had the false scare where everybody was just like hey yeah he's dead that, that yeah. one person shot out the text or whatever and then they did some recanting but it seemed like it was just to allow the family to get the news first before everybody else because kind of, no matter how you look at that that's kind of messed up if you send out on social media i, I would hate to find out about my loved one uh, you through social media versus here in front of family and stuff like that. You got to give these people time. It's like that just ain't right. And whoever did that, man, come on, man. Like be, be a little bit more sensitive to the situation. I know the world needs to know, but uh, at least let them get get the notice out to the family before you just spill it. And, and you know, man had a lot of kids, and uh, <laughs> you don't want you want them to reach out to all of them before. <laughs> they find out via social media because that that's something that they probably wouldn't live down with those family members for a while uh but getting on to what uh dmx was and what he meant to us uh to me personally uh i would say man as a teenager like you said i just remember that uh 90 was 98 yeah 98 vividly uh when those first two albums dropped and <laughs> This was right around the time that I was rolling in my vehicle. I'm dating myself and everything. This I, I got my whip and these things came out. So, you know, I was rolling. <laughs> we was definitely hitting on this, uh, the DMX. And first it was with It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And that was like May of 98. You had 18 tracks on it and straight fire. I thought like that album was classic to me. Started off with that intro. You had the Rough Riders anthem. You had Damien on there. You had How's Going Down, Get At Me Dogs, Stop. Those are just the hits, and all the uh, B sides were, were were fire to me as well. But those are the ones I know that everybody's not gonna know off the top of their head. Like, and for for that album at the time, like that's that's that was hitting on all cylinders. And you know, CD time ain't the music. Uh, it ain't the Spotify and all that, the iTunes there at that time. So when you went and brought a CD, you made sure you listened to that thing. So you knew that thing through and through. You probably knew more verses than, <laughs> than you would like to admit, you know? How about you on that? And as for me, man, it all began, because you know X from New York, of course, younger. So it all, all began with my pops, man. Uh, I, I don't know if I told the story, but like as far as the locks and 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 bad boy and all that, and DMX, like I first, my pops used to sell mixtape CDs as a side hustle and everybody in the neighborhood knew he did. Um, but when he first brought some random mixtape around, it was the locks and then it had DMX all throughout that thing. And that's when I first heard of him. And then next thing you know, he's on the Ranjis, the Clues, uh, MVs a little while later and just Cutmaster C and just numerous DJs. and you knew he was going to be great and you see him in all the ciphers. And then all of a sudden get at me dog comes out and I'm like, Whoa, this, this dude is going to be a star. You know what I mean? And just countless mixtape cuts. Like I've been this whole weekend to try to get through it. 
I've been trying to just listen to the music and soak it in. And like you said, Prez, I remember every last verse on every app, like the first three albums, I can still yeah. recite them. I can still yeah. recite them. And it doesn't matter. You know, you know, when you know an album so well, you adding your own ad libs to it, <laughs> sliding in things that relate to you. And um, and that's kind of how I was doing it. And then I was like, man, I really had to tap into one of my old homeboys from um growing up, Prez. And it's gonna be funny, man. And sorry for being long-winded, but this is just the easiest way to get through it. So um, basic training. I showed up to basic training in my Rough Riders t-shirt. <laughs> now, oh, Prez, man. Yeah, Prez, you could only... I'm, I'm trying to get the picture for my homeboy, Renee. But so you can only imagine at that time when we wasn't as uh, sensitive to certain things and pretty much more moronic and things we would say as a culture. So you can only imagine what my... My basic training instructor said when I showed up with a Rough Rider (laughs) t-shirt. You know what I mean? It was jokes for days, but I mean, I wore that t-shirt. It was the number one thug out there, huh? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, and this is in, what, 01, 01 when I went to basic training. So this is three years after X that came out and X was on top of the world, movies, you name it. he, he He was doing it. So, I mean, that's, he was a childhood hero to me, man, as far as putting prayer and song. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even go into church like that, but just hearing that from a dude as real as is that being able to be that vulnerable, seeing him cry on stage, uh, seeing him perf- to seeing him perform at Woodstock, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how much he touched, and that short run is probably arguably one of the best runs that you any rapper has ever had in a three to five year span. I will say, like, I don't remember like it happening before him. It may have, but I don't remember it happening. Like how he dropped that same year, six months, basically like six to seven months apart from each other, you know, and you come out with another banger, like all surefire. And that was like uh flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. But like, hey, I need to walk it back a little bit. One thing that I'm trying to uh say about DMX that that set him apart, like when he burst on the scene, he burst on the scene, man. He had that rawness. He had the energy to go with it that was above all this. He had the, the vocal talent that would just set him apart from anything else. And his ad libs, the dog barking, all this little stuff, just, you know, everything <laughs> it created that whole unique style for him. You know what I mean? And it just cleared a lane that was just set just for him. You would hear certain songs at that point. You'd like, X need to get on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to hear X on that, you know, yeah. just the energy that he would bring. And I would have keen that to somebody like, I know that down south, that's how Miska was to me. Just the energy that he brought to a track just changed up the whole mood of everything. And that's that's the same way it was with DMX. Yeah, and you got to realize this, this is right after, and I love this era, like a lot of people shit on it, but this is right after the shiny suit era with Bad Boy and them, which I still love a lot of them songs from that yeah, era. You, you, you big time Mace, like yeah, big time Mace fan, big time Mace fan. So you can't tell me nothing wrong about that era. But before that era, it was the grimy shit. It was the Wu Tang. It was EPMD and 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 cats like that. Uh, Dog Pound, Death Row, like that. That was like right in that mix. And then for X to come back in the middle of all of the the more lighthearted stuff being played was just like a dope thing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. people really resonated with him because not only did he speak truth to words, 
but he also was relatable, Prez. He was relatable on all levels. We all felt like we was ex. Whether you was going through the things that he was going through in his personal struggles or not, you could relate to somebody like that. Either you had a family member, a friend, a cousin, whatever. You you could relate to his struggle and just, just be like, wow, he's being so damn vulnerable at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and Especially like where his struggles like on like Damien, uh, you know, everybody has that little like hard, do I do the right thing, wrong thing, you know, that inner struggle and just the way he played that out in song, man. And over multiple albums, just played that, continue to play that story out, man, was just, I think that's like, that's like top of it for me. Just like that, that story on that, that Damien and stuff like that, just how he done played that out. Cause it was on, like I said, it's, it's dark as hell is hot. Uh, it was on there, the first little piece of it. And then on the, I remember the second part, like it was, this was the first time I introduced to Marilyn Manson. I don't know about you, but you remember like that was Damien part two on there. Mm-hmm. And it had like uh, uh, the snake, the rat, uh, the cat. The cat in the yeah, that was Marilyn Manson. I was like, oh, how in the world? Like, who is this dude tying up with like this, this different side of rock? You know, even for that time, the more darker side of rock. And, and you know, but that song with him and him fits perfectly. You know what I mean? It's classic. Yeah. yeah. First two albums for sure. Classic. I mean, three. Uh, man. And man, but I, I I have to give it to you. My still, my favorite one is that probably that flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, man. It just had like, as far as like, just play through play yeah. value, like just play all the way through my, my, yeah. uh, bring, bring your whole crew. Ain't no way we don't give up. Uh, keep you keep your the hardest uh, coming from with with Mary J. Blige perfect track. Uh, it's all good. The Omen feature Marilyn Manson. You got slipping. No love for me. Blackout. Man, I'm, you can name <laughs> just, the whole album. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. I mean, they they dope. I mean, I love that album too. But if I had to pick, uh, it would be as dark and hell is hot, and for the same reasons, intro fired, and you you come in with. All the other joints, I mean, I, he had a song for every single move. He had the, like, come on, man. Uh, How's it going down? That's my shit, man. You know, I'm a ladies man at heart when I was yeah. younger. So, you know what I mean? I couldn't relate to what he was saying as an adult. But as you got older, that song aged like fine wine, man. It was raw and, and to the point. You know what I'm saying? It was on some old player shit. Very disrespectful. But it was where he was at <laughs> at that point. And I love that shit. I loved ATF. Stop being greedy. Yo, it felt like stop being greedy when I be on my fake gangster shit. Riding through the hood, like, you know, like, or on the train. You know, you wasn't no tough. I wasn't no tough guy. But stop being greedy just made you, it just put you in another zone, man, wherever, wherever you was at. And I know a lot of cats that played sports and shit like that to what X was. You know what I mean? Party up. Uh it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy that you know he's gone, man. But I, I ain't no rapper at all. But I know uh, in a high school time frame, for I was rapping that Rough Riders anthem all the way through. Oh, I know. all the way through, all the way through. It's just probably. I think it was taught in like fire drills in school. Stop, <laughs> drop. Really, really, man. What I was trying to say is like initially after being selfish and. Being like, damn, you know, another legend 
gone, one of our legends, and it hits close to home because we grew up with his music. On the flip side, the demons he was battling, the things yeah. that he would go through, and and when seemingly it would look like he would be great. I mean, you saw him on Drink Champs. You saw him, saw him in the verses just enjoying life and getting to receive those flowers, which was a beautiful yeah. thing to see. But then also you would see times when he wasn't on 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 top of his 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 game as far as just with everything that he was going through Lord, who knows what it what it was but yeah, I think Nori asked him a question on drink champs and he pretty much said that if he if he died right now you know he'd pretty much be happy that he lived a good life you know what i mean that he pretty much said i lived a good life if he was to die right now and that that's the only thing that gives me solace in this point with what every, everything that he went through it's just that his soul is at ease you know yeah. what i mean and I, I was telling you this last week man on him like it just feels like i'm unfortunate that it happened and it happened earlier but the performance that we just had with him it's not like it feel like he gave us a book in you know what i mean mm-hmm. it felt like we was there and we can remember that 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 last celebration with him you know remember him from that and unfortunate but like i know a lot of them just you don't you don't hear from these people from a while and then it's like going back oh this person passed you know what i mean but just with everybody celebrating his music just a few months ago you know what i mean and then go out it's it's it helps a little bit in my opinion it helped me a little bit you know i got that nice book in like on, on that like where everybody you know that east and west coast no matter what everybody was appreciated he was, he was worldwide appreciated yeah, yeah. yeah no matter all the crazy stuff he'd have been through in all his life, nobody was bringing that up. And they were just like, oh, this this DMX. You know what I mean? Just like he had that last celebration. That's, like what, that's, that's the way I'm getting at. Like, I've had family members with those troubles. You know what I mean? I still love them. No matter what. I still, you know, whenever they need something, I'm still there. They may go through this shit and I may want them to get off drugs or you know what whatever they're going through and in in this case what i'm talking about personally is is drugs but at the same time you still love them through it and that's still your family and that's how dmx felt like this this is still your family with all his imperfections that got nothing to do with what he gave us as far as the music and we'll always we'll always be able to have that and i think when you when you die i think that's all i kind of want you know what I mean? Is my legacy to for people to feel like, you know, I have something to pass on as far as my in my memories, or did I do good things by them, or did I help somebody along, and did that in in turn help them help somebody else? You know what I mean? And and music is a powerful powerful thing, and and X definitely did that right for you and I, yeah. I know for sure. Now, if I'm be completely candid and honest, man, it's dark as hell. It's hot. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. And then there was X, the Great Depression, which I consider a depression in the, his music catalog. I felt like that was a a fall off a little bit, but it still has some good hits on there. It was like Who We Be, We Right Here, Damien, I Miss You featuring Fate Evans, number 11 on there. But overall, like it didn't stand up like the other albums like on that. And then Grand Champ would probably be the last album that I played like all the way through. Yeah. Ever since then, it was just like I dabbled, but I ain't really listening to this new newer albums coming out after that. Now that's just me being completely honest, you know what I mean? But that those that was that one, two, three, four, five, five albums, six, 
Five album run. Five album great, run and great tons run. of features. You got more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> you got more than enough. So uh he, he gave us everything, man. So uh you you got anything else, man? I know this is kind of tough to get through. Yeah, man. Uh, so we talk talk on the music, but uh uh the movies as well, like how he dabbled up in there and when it broke in that era, especially for like one of the the, the classics, Belly, you know what I mean? Oh, it's part man, of the most that. terrible most terrible acted movie. If you ever go back and watch it now. But back then, <laughs> man, wow. It was like, wow, not oh X. It was just it was amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh you had um Method Man in there. You know what I'm saying? Like this was just like them at their worst in acting, but it was like the best thing ever. If you, it was like we got time. to see how all rap stars on that, so that that's all that really mattered. You know what I mean? Then the way Hype Williams shot it, you know yeah. what I mean? That just like the videos and stuff like that. This was just Which, extravagant. I don't shit. think maybe they're gonna give them credit for. It. I mean, I know a lot of people that steals. That's that JJ Abrams style that they steal right now with all the lighting and stuff. Now I'm going off on a tangent, but that's the hype Williams. You know what I mean? Like he had all that going on, way he shot the camera and the lighting and stuff. Come on, go back and watch that movie. Then go go watch a JJ Abrams movie and tell me he ain't steal that shit from. Uh, but then you like you said, like these was just like hood classics and just like the stuff that we like it. The the acting wasn't always top notch, but there was great movies. And I always thought like Cradle to the Grave and Romeo Must Die was in that that category too with Jet Lee. You know, just good action films and that you can sit back and watch. And the character that he played was perfect for those for those type of movies. I love watching those. So, yeah. Yeah, Thank same, you for that. Same here. Same here. I enjoyed the movies. I planned on pulling up one of them and just you know, watching them with my kids and just like, you know, well, my oldest kid because he'd he'd get it, you know what I mean, and just say like, hey man, this dude did it all, and it, it feels like he he carried on where Pop left off in terms of being able to do both of those things seamlessly. He was so freaking talented to be mm -hmm. able to be that believable, hop into those blockbuster because at the time those were blockbuster movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and to be able to do it seamlessly was just just an amazing amazing thing to see it. And then that's what made him iconic. You know what I'm saying? Because he got to do several movies in that that short time period. Talking about using your time purposely, I mean purposefully. You know what I mean? It, it was just an amazing thing to see. Uh, like I said, man, I I got so man. Like, like I think you said so it in the perfect man, iconic man. He's he's up there. He's in the hip hop top echelon up here. If you say anything different, I'm probably gonna smack the shit out of you. Don't I want to talk to you? No his more. name comes up in top ten. Regard wherever you you plant him is where you plant him. He top ten, no matter what. I don't I don't care who you are. You could be from Alaska all the way to China, all the way to Afghanistan. It's it's a fact. It's a fact. He's in there. He got the catalog. I don't know what other rapper has four to five joints album wise that's gonna stand up with DMX five. If if you just put five and five, I mean the only person is you know only two people you probably could say or three Nas Jay maybe Scarface. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. The the rest is debatable. The rest is debatable. Yep. So that had that many albums that we that had that many. That yeah, had. that had that body of work the way you could be like I, I got to talk about these five because yeah. how many other rappers have five joints? It's not a lot. It's not a lot. So like I was saying, man, 
Yeah, I don't know if you, whoever's watching this and, and whatever, if you're having a tough time getting through this, all I, my last words would, would probably be is just just celebrate him, man, and, and, and just listen to the music, watch the movies, um, just just rejoice in the fact that he's at peace, at peace. Knowing what you know about DMX, just rejoice in the fact that he's at peace, man. And that's what that's the best way I'm gonna learn how to how to deal with it, man. Uh, it's kind of weird, not weird, but I always was one of those guys where I was like, "Ah, oh, you celebrities, these people, you know, feel this way over celebrities and whatever the case may be." But it wasn't until I got to this age to where it's like you start to realize your own mortality, mm-hmm. and and then you start to realize like, damn, did this. Life, life is short, man. Life is short, and you gotta live every day like it's your last. And that's another thing with X, man. And that, in rapper years, <laughs> he lived it, it. You know, he lived it up with all the stories you've heard over the years, from uh, the backstage stuff to Irv Gotti to um, like little stories they would tell Rough Riders Camp and and things like that. Like you know, that man lived a full life, and wherever he went, X was X. So, and he was grimy. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> so many stories, man. Like I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I, I do want to put it out there, man. I don't know who these people are and what it is, but if, like if you ever disrespecting you know, like somebody like that in my presence, man. We we don't expect for a good time. You know what I mean? Because. Uh, I, I've seen like the comments online and like he was this, he was that, and stuff like this. Uh, obviously, people like that, y'all ain't really had nobody else around you that have went through some things you don't really understand. Like addiction is addiction, no matter if it's alcoholism, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you, you have your ups and downs, and like people kind of had their troubles. And if you ain't, if you out there quick, quickly saying that, I feel like there's a lot of young cats that's saying it too, man. Just like you ain't lived life enough enough to know like. <laughs> everything's going to take you up and down and you it's how you navigate through it. It's a little harder for some than it is for most, you know? Exactly. Well said, Prez. Well said. Uh, like, like I said, man, once again, uh, rest in peace to DMX, rest in power. Um, you'll always be with us. Thank you for the music. Um, you know, prayers to his family who continues, you have to continue to get through this and, and deal with the loss of a husband, a father and a family member. Thank you for giving them to us for all these years because he touched a lot of people. So hopefully you guys can can breathe easy with that, knowing how many people who love him out here and 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 feel like he's a family member as well. So, uh, you know, one last time, man. Throw it up. X. There we go. Yeah. All right, man. What we got next? Uh, man, let's go on to the uh, your sports, your UNC guy. All right, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you heard it, Cash. Like, but well, we about to listen at it, man. This is like the UNC coach, you know, doing his uh press conference, you know, him being announced a coach and like the first one they have and stuff like this. And they asked a question that kind of went a totally different way. I, I can't even explain it correctly. Just let me hit play real quick on that and let let everybody listen, and then we'll talk about it right after. It is significant, Steve. It it's significant that. I'm African-American and I'm the head coach here. It's significant. Um, I know that 
in terms of Division I head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division I men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white and I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of both of us. It is. Cash? I hope this man is a great coach and he got an awesome scheme because it's going to take some building up of these teammates that's uh, of the African-American descent. That's, like, that's going to take a while to build back that trust on that because if that wasn't the definition of uh, don't be coming around here with that Black Lives Matter. All lives matter around here. <laughs> like that, that's what I take from that from the jump. Like, hold up, yeah, yeah, ain't gonna be no kneeling. Mm-mm. Everybody matter around here. <laughs> like, why? Like, I I laughed so hard. I, I laughed so hard when I first heard it because I couldn't believe it. It was like, huh? Like. Why? Like, why? It didn't even go together. I, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure of what was necessary in that that instance to where that needed to be said. I'm, I'm happy. What? You happy that your wife's white and you have beautiful biracial kids? There's nothing to be. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But you were just being asked a question about being the first at, yeah. um, black coach at North Carolina University history why not just embrace that and take that all in a better way i would have say to say it was like you know yeah i have achieved a lot but i have a great support system with my family back and behind me i think that was a proper way to say it instead of actually coming out saying it with the 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 connotation that he had that because now anybody else who's looking to strive from that that would look up to him as like well he just said the only way you can do it is if you if i go this route I got to have this by my side. I got to have this type of, am I wrong? I didn't see it. That, I didn't see it that way. All I'm, I'm seeing it from a standpoint is that didn't need to be pointed out because I personally don't care what color your wife is. Period. I, does she support I, you? Does she, does she carry on? Does she, does she, did she help you out in that, that sense? I, I agree. That's, that's something that you can throw in there and to give acknowledge to your wife. The whole, uh, oh, I gotta be this right here. Like, it took away from the moment. It yeah, took like, away from the moment. You, you would have to say, like, what if, what if that, uh, that team, that press team in the back, say, say he was at a HBCU or any other, like, say his, his press team who's behind the scenes who do all of this, these type of things, these press conferences and stuff like that. I don't know what that press team is, but could you imagine how that press team felt? Like, what if that press team is mixed, black, white? Asian, mm-hmm. like, ooh, you know, that, that's probably not a thing because you don't want to alienate nobody. And you wasn't alienating anybody to begin with because it's a fact and it's a great thing that you were the first black head coach at the uh, University of North Carolina. You know what basketball I mean? Basketball team. Huh? Basketball, basketball team. Yeah, team. basketball team. So the fourth black uh, coach at the university in Division One sports, period. 
just to be real specific. But what I'm saying is that's what people were there for. And you was already being asked that question. So my point is, why? Like, why did you have to do it? You know what I mean? It just, it makes it feel like you were classifying the reason why you were there. You know what I mean? And to me, it just felt like you wasn't appreciative of being a black man in that space at the time. That's just how I felt yeah. from you having to inject that. Had you not injected yeah. that, then I wouldn't have felt that way. And you may not care whether how we all feel or not, but we actually, I was hyped that you was the coach. Like, I'm not a fan of that team, but, you know, I that team has given us a lot of great sports moment over the years, and I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I don't really care too much for the Tars, but I'm just like saying, I said, like, it wasn't necessary. Like I said, like we we saying this, but now where he had a awesome recruiting tool, I I'm black coach at UNC, you know what I mean, and everybody's talking to him, man. You need to go play play for him, you know what I mean? Like that's 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 look how they're looking at. Now you know the joke's gonna be like under underhanded, like oh you going to play for him, Mister Mister uh, Post Child for Our Lives Matter. <laughs> and hey, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, you you can't say anything that's wrong with that because you made it awkward. You made it a thing. That very small statement made it a small thing that where somebody could say, "Oh man, I," you know what I mean. And you didn't. It wasn't necessary. So uh, just to kind of take it back, though, I and it, go can I can I go can I say something real quick? Good. Yeah, and I'm not making fun of like that that whole uh, black lives, all lives. I'm saying that's how it sounds. You see how awkward we had that look. Ugh. That's how it sounds when you hear that as you saying black lives matter. No, we gotta throw this in there for no reason and say this right here. Well, they're one and the same. You know what I mean? Your achievement would have still been your achievement. Most people would just say, like I said, the proper thing, world the proper events. It's like I got a strong support system. My wife is backing me. There's no reason to go down that other lane on it. Yeah, that, that's that, man. Well, yeah, and that's kind of where I was going, dialing back to as well. Before you, you said that is like we don't have a problem with who your wife is and who you choose to love, like. I don't have a, a racist bone in my body at all. You know what I mean? But I feel like if you're the first to do something, the fourth to do something at a prestigious university or or university that is very well known for basketball in particular in Division One sports, then own that. Own that. Live in the moment, man. Live it up. You know, you. It's it's a lot of people that are looking up to you in that moment. And I think you took that opportunity and squandered it just to point out something that didn't necessarily need to be pointed out. So I'll, I'll end with that, man. Yeah. And all I'm going to tell you, man, like people talking right now, everybody's going to say something, got their little piece to say on it. And they may must have had a little joke. Like I said, like that, that that's going to come out when you're doing the recruiting and stuff like that. Go win. Winning cures all that. Yeah, get about it all. Win. Go, win. Win. Go win. Go win. <laughs> now you got to win. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Um, what's next? What's next? What we got? We got on the docket, man. Hey, Cash, you ready to do this? Let's go ahead and uh, recognize our Patreon supporters. Give them a shout out. We got Tate. It's my boy Blue. We got Marty, silent partner. Take that. Take that. Take that. Uh, we got Quay Quay. 
pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> God, finally got to some quake. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got uh, Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Yeah, we got Bird. Birdman. We got Ryan. Jack Ryan, that's my boy. I'll let you, man. We got Mum Well over in Texas. More money, more money, more money. Uh, we got Jared, Lil J on the track. Yeah, we got Kazer. Kazer Cushion. We smoked that. Can't say that. <laughs> we got we got tires. Oh, uh, is that Oakland Zone? That's Oakland Zone. That's right Oakland there. Zone. Too short in the flesh. Yeah, we got Rodney. Oh, Rodney Jenkins. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and then we got Corey. Oh man, the foundation is the man who even gave a dollar before we even had Patreon set up. So shout out to you, brother. And then last but not least, we got a new member, man, uh, Archery. That's my man. That's my man. Uh, so we're going to call him Mr. Antisocial. He already know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our list of names, man. Definitely want to keep shouting y'all out. Thank y'all for everything that y'all give. We almost up to the point where we're covering all our uh, revolving fees. We got probably like another $10, $15 and we, we reach in there and we covering those revolving fees. Then everything else truly is going back into just for upgrades and looking to find something new to add to the pod. So... Cash, I think this is uh, gonna be our first returning guest that we got coming on, right? Yeah, we got a we got a friend of the show, a cow, fellow coucher himself, uh, Mars native man. I, like I said, man, I, I want to get right to. I want to spare the pleasantries. You want to get right to the interview? Okay, we gotta get. We gotta, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Five second attention spans. Okay, well let's jump right into it. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, let it be known. Back when I was a little you, handsome the boot, still learning how to shoot. I was blessed with the knowledge and the wisdom of the fruit. Backpacking nukes till it's time to set it loose. I walked in the streets in New York, Rockaway Boulevard. It's the place where I built up my squad. Welcome to the couch again, Mars Native. What's going on? Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Absolutely, man. Cheers yeah. to you, man. I'll be yeah. the villain. In stores, yeah, April 25th, April 25th, man. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna try mm. to we're gonna switch this up a little bit here, man. We gotta live it okay. up, we gotta liven it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Before we get into like the pleasantries, who you are, where you're from, and then and all that stuff, there's a few things that people gotta know about you right off the bat. Chris, mm. do you want me to start this off? Uh I I'll go ahead and jump it off. You jump you it, titled, off, jump it off. This is a quick hit of question. The title of your upcoming album is the villain, so we gotta we gotta know a couple of things. So uh yeah. for the DC side. Joker or Lex Luthor? Which one? Joker, man. It's too easy. Joker. Too easy. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, for on. Marvel, would be Carnage or Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. It has to be Doctor Doom. Especially because... Oh, come on. Let me get me started. Because the villain himself, rest in peace, MF Doom, passed away recently. Absolutely. Doom. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay. Well, I got the, ne- I got the next right. one since he said that. DC or Marvel? Yeah. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Easily. Easily. Too easy. <laughs> now, man. Now, man. I see it. Swinging through these streets out here. Yes, sir. What's the, what's the next one you got, guys? 
Okay, okay. If, uh, for the people who ain't into all that that portion, uh, for the fighting game people, man, is a street fighter. We'll go street fighter. Akuma or Bison? Akuma. Akuma. Bison is ill, but Akuma, yeah. I don't know. Akuma is dope. We talking playability. We talking about overall character. Just overall, just like, I mean, the presence he bring, that's what I was getting at. Like, you, he bring I that think, presence and, and that, that Akuma, intimidation. Know. Yeah, he just raw evil, uh, man. Nigga, he like yeah. Satan, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, also the Mortal Kombat people. Is it uh, Shang Tsung or Shao Kahn? I would have to go with Shao Kahn because Shao Kahn is just a ruthless ass leader. I think Shang Tsung yeah, has, yeah. as bad as he is, he has a little bit of Shao Kahn yeah, yeah, bang your head out with a hammer, and that's it, and then throw you in the pits. You know what I mean? I got to come with the overall man. He he picking out mm. the characters overall. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Boy, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go. With I love both of those games. Those two, are like, probably it's for me the, the the trifecta is Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken. But absolutely between Street Fighter and and, and Mortal Kombat, I'll have to go with Street Fighter. Street Fighter, because that shit it just it just goes back to the days of you know what I mean, going to the barbershop, hopping on the, the arcade machine and shit, and Put your quarter up, type shit. You know what I mean? Like you just had to, you had to yeah. hold, just sit down in the arcade. Like and Street Fighter holds that for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's it. All right, mm-hmm. you got any more prayers or I got one more. Okay, go ahead. All right, Spider Man or Venom? Come on, man. Come on, man. I, I got, uh, I had to ask. I know you, I know you pulled man. out the figurine. I had to ask. I had to ask. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. The Queen's name is Spider Man, hands down. Nah, I, I mean, I look, 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 I got, I got one more prayer. Oh, and this is okay. the people, people got to see us. The people oh, got to see us. You bring it up, put the tag out there. People got to see this. This is not a game, son. Nah, I feel you. This is not a game. Let's, let's go into the hip hop realm real quick. All right, boom. They just had a versus, and I'm going to make you decide. Ghostface or Raekwon? <laughs> yeah, you a bastard for that. Um, <laughs> man, 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 man. See, I, I go back and forth between Ghost and Ray like often, man. Because tell you what, I think Ghost, I think Ghost has the better output. He has the better delivery, and and uh, you know, some rappers like they they both like crazy with the pain, right? But some rappers have like this appeal that just pulls you into them. And Ghostface is yeah. one of them. He has mad fucking personality and, 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 and it comes out in his rhymes. So when he comes on, you know what I mean? Like you just get hyped when you hear Ghost, right? But then you hear Raekwon. Raekwon is like the, his, 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 his tones don't move that much, but his, fu- his fucking patterns and lyrics are, 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 are ridiculous. And it's like, God damn, how did he write that shit? So when it comes to... Just raw lyrics, I would go with Raekwon. When it comes to overall, overall rap, dude, when it comes to like lyrics and presentation and presence, I would go with, with Ghostface. If I had to pick one, I would, I would go with Ghost, man. Uh, yeah, I would go with Ghost. Oh, oh you hurt me right there, man. <laughs> I had to go with Ghost. I love Ghostface, man. He, Cause he's a oh, living man. super, he's like a living superhero. Oh, He's like straight from a comic book. No, it's Ray Clark. Cool. It's Ghost for me. It's, it's Ghost for me. Chef. It's just the presence. Yeah. And he got the he got the hits. 
And he got the the joints, right. the joints, man. And, and I can say to that Raekwon don't have yeah. <laughs> skew it on a barbecue. I mean, like I, I'll give it to Ray. He he's been all yeah. over and yeah. does his thing. But I just say who I play yeah. more, I'll probably go to Ghostface stuff more more so than Ray. No, no, it's and just definitely Raekwon. I, I would do with that. If we had, if I had to break it down, I definitely play Ghost stuff more than Ray stuff. All right, man. All right, but, but, that's cool, man. But let, let let's get to. Why we here? Let's get to why we here. That was a nice little opening, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. so Mars Native, man, this is your second time on the couch. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get you on video last time. Now we up and running, and, and we wanted to give yeah. you the proper uh, platform for you to to promote your stuff. So, I appreciate it. absolutely, man. So, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and and how you got started in rap. All right, man. So yeah, I was uh, me. I was born in the honors, man, from Dominica, from West Indies. Uh, Queens when I in my in my youth when I was like six or seven I think, but um so I grew up in Queens South Jamaica Queens um you know what I mean I I got started in rap from when I first came to the states little island boy I came to the states listening to shit like D Nice and fucking MC Hammer on the radio I'm like yo what is this like I I was hooked immediately and then it went from that to a Tribe Called Quest and Onyx and then Wu Tang man it was just like majestic man rap music hip-hop music is just majestic to me man you know and then um and so you know i think around 19 i bought my first npc and just tried to do my own thing you know what i mean um i bought the npc because i you know i love pete rock and i love uh jay dilla and they were both masters on the on the npc you know what i mean so i, I bought mine returned it right after because it was frustrating but i went back and bought it again the same one um, the same day too. So, <laughs> but anyway, started making beats, man, and um, I just you know went on from there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then you know as I was doing it and doing it, man, I just try to come up with like a, a character. You know who who am I? Who can I be? You know what I'm saying? Not and I wasn't trying to step out of my lane where I'm like somebody totally different than who I am in real life versus who I am on on a microphone. So. I came up with a, a character, kind of like, you know, comic books and shit, like, you know what I mean? So I came up with the Mars Native, man. So the Mars Native is a character who just basically, um, you know, uh, somebody who doesn't necessarily fit in, you know what I'm saying? Like, you be in a room full of people, you don't fit in your side, you know what I mean? Um, you always feel like you're different. You feel like you're different from everybody else for some reason, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you just can't relate to what everybody else is relating to. You know what I mean? Where everybody else is out there, you know, you know, bouncing and snapping and shit, whatever. Like you over here on some other shit, you know. Um, so, so that's where the character of Mars Native comes from. He Mars Native was a lover of hip hop, and every few years he comes back to visit the planet and set people back on the right course, man. Because right now it's it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially comes with the music, man. People on you got these dudes on stage wearing dresses and anyway, let me not even get into that. But yeah, man, he just he just he just yeah, he just he just came back and I just I just want to deliver what I can for the people, you know, just raw rap, raw rap, raw lyrics, raw rap, raw beats, and just good music, good raw music, man. You know, I do what I can, you know. What's the little brother line again, Cash? Oh man, you know it. It's dope beats, dope bars. What more do y'all want? It's that simple. It it ain't that hard. That's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. It's that simple, man. 
I mean, so you talk about like uh, you 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 come back around, you or the character come back around every so often to drop uh, the the drop his album or his his line of work on there, to, depending on the mood it was. And I uh, I like to yeah. say like on your last one, you was in a whole different type of space uh, on that one. A whole different and this space. one. On this one, it seemed like you you let loose a little bit. You're a little bit more confident or the, uh, uh, behind the rhymes and everything. You was, uh, dare I say it a little bit, it was a little bit more fun. Uh, looked like you was having fun with the, with the yeah. on the tracks. Yeah, that's definitely so, man. The last album, um, Versus Demons, uh, you know, the Mars native, he, been, he was living on the planet for a little bit. Life happened to him on Earth, and then that shit got to him. You know what I'm saying? Shit got to him, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the loss of friends, the loss of love, you know what I'm saying? The stress, the stresses of life got to him. And, and that's what that's what the album was about. So, you know, as is it was, the last album was very uh it's very much so just me trying to get this shit out of my, of myself, man. Like I didn't want to hold on to the to the anger and the pain, you know what I'm saying? So I wrote about everything. I wrote and you hear the shit in my voice, man. Um, and I was going through a lot of therapy, man. You know what I'm saying? I was going through a lot of uh, therapy and shit. So I, I, that's that's where that, that, that album came from. Um, and the reason why the energy is different now is because the therapy work, writing that album worked. You know, I, I, I it was a means of getting this energy out and putting it somewhere. At least I, at least I told myself that. I, I I took this energy and I put it somewhere else so it doesn't have to live inside of me anymore. I, I'm free. You know what I mean? So it gave me a chance to move forward. And then, um, but what I found happened, what, what I found um, was that after I got rid of all these, uh, these heavy emotions and heavy feelings and thoughts, there was an emptiness. There was like a feeling of like, I just don't care about shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about shit. Shit, like I didn't, I don't feel like I could trust anybody. You know what I mean? That's what that's what was left behind. And it's like instead of being like I, you know, the whole trying to be nice to everybody, trying to be cordial to everybody and shit, and just and just uh, you know, I became unapologetic. I became unapologetic. So what I say is what I say. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna write exactly what I feel at this moment. And I don't give a shit. If I don't like what you, if you, if I don't like the song that you spit, you know that you that you wrote, I'm gonna tell you. You know what I mean? Like that's just how I am. And it's like sometimes people don't value honesty. And I'm gonna tell the world. I'm gonna be honest with the world. And um, sometimes when you honest, he was a bad guy. Oh, he's not nice because he told me the truth. No, I am nice because I told you the truth. Now, you know what I'm saying? What would you like? So I'll be a villain, man. I'll be the villain. Like I'll, I'll come to this planet and I'll be the villain for everybody. I'll be the one person that everybody hates because tell you what, I think everybody needs a villain. Everybody needs to, you know, I don't know if you ever watched Naruto and shit, right? You know, you know, he was the villain for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was hated. He did what he had to do by the village. You know, he was hated, but he did what he had to do for a good cause. And that's what I'm doing, man. Like, I'm just being honest. Cause to your point, though, um, you were talking about you wanted to to liven it up a little bit, but you're very conscious mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the fact that you are who you are. And I think that just kind of comes with age. Like, as you get older, you remember those old uncles and, 
and family members where they just say shit. It's because they get to a <laughs> yeah. point in life where well, that's what I make I no hear. new friends around here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I get. That's what I get from this album, uh, along with the theme, yeah. which I, I love your themed approach to your albums, and and I'll get to that uh, later. But with Thanks. that said, Thanks. we're gonna make it. The lead single sounds nothing like a villain. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds nothing. I know. Nothing I know. Like I know. I know. It sounds very. I know. Like a very in a very happy space. In a very happy space, man. At that very at that very moment, I was in a happy space. At that time of that, the man I made the beat, and at the time I wrote that song, I was in a happy space. But if you listen to the lyrics, though, I'm also talking about. I'm also talking about what the Mars native came here to talk about, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the second verse, I'm talking about how how cats um, are not paying respect to the to the people who who paved the way for them and shit. You know what I mean? These rappers are just acting all kinds of privilege, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I, I address a few things on this still, so I'm still a little bit of villainous on on that too. But you know, I was in a good mood, man. That shit is bouncy, it's fun. So I figured, you know, I, I beg to differ on that. Like, uh, just like when we, we did the intro on that, when we was talking yeah. about like the, the characters and stuff like that, Joker, mm-hmm. Chaos, Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is still over a whole country. You know what I mean? And he still, he may inspire hope in these people, but he on an agenda. That agenda is never mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. I feel like you're still on that. Like you still have your agenda, but Hey, I could I could tell you some truth. <laughs> I could have still have some fun, you know. But hey, when hey, it get yeah. down to it, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. So when it get like, exactly, it, it can still go that way. That's that's what I was saying. Like it's it still plays that exactly. role. Exactly. Yo, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We see we see these villains on on on, on camera, and we see them in the comic books. Every time we see them, they always doing some evil villain and shit. It's like, man, y'all ain't y'all motherfuckers can't be villain all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, do y'all watch Netflix and chill? Like, there's something that you do that's not in the comic books. You know what I mean? And uh, Doctor Doom can't be Doctor Doom all the goddamn time. He gotta sit down, eat some popcorn or something, and watch a movie eventually, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, Mars, this is something I always wanted to ask you, man. Um, Every every one of your your projects has a has a theme to it. And it doesn't seem like you waste words mm-hmm. or or mince words at all with every project. From, I mean, I'm I'm going back House of M to Versus Demons, mm-hmm. you know, up until now. I'll be the villain. Is that is that purposeful that you just enjoy making more themed albums versus just making something that can touch each and every person? Like, how do you go into the project? Is it just themed only, or it just depends on your mood that day? Man, that's a, that's a tough one. Because I, I just don't even... Hmm. I, don't, I don't think I go in there with a... When I, when I first write a song, I don't think I go in there with a title and theme. I don't start that way. You know what I'm saying? I have an overall theme, the Mars Native. You know what I'm saying? I have a character theme, and I stick with that. But then, usually when I start writing something, I just write what I'm feeling at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So... A lot of my shit that you hear is personal. Like it's personal shit that I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? So like you can learn a lot about me just by listening to the albums. So a lot of that stuff just happens. Um the first album I actually focused on focused on 
the theme with was versus demons because it's all I could think about at the time. All, all I could think about was what, what my life was going through. I had no choice but to make that. Like if I was gonna make music, I had no choice. Like there was nothing else for me to write. I couldn't sit here and write about, um, I'm not gonna sit here and write about my car or some shit when I'm sitting there, you know, in a fucking psych hospital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? I'm going to write about the shit that I'm dealing with right now because because when I write about it, I don't know if anybody's been through therapy or shit. You write about something and they tell you to write it and like throw it away or burn it, right? You know, for me, I write it, I record it, and then I, I sometimes I don't even listen. I don't even listen to these songs. Like, I'll be real with you. Like, I, I, I put that shit out and then that shit comes up on Spotify and I'm like, damn, that's dope. Like, <laughs> I hear that shit in a minute. <laughs> You know, um, so that's how that shit came along. But most of my songs, this this particular theme comes from how I feel right now. Like I said, I feel like the world just needs what it needs. And, and me just being my art, my heart is fucking empty. man. So it's like, you know, I, I, I'll be the villain because I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So when I was writing, I wrote with a little bit of comedic energy. I wrote with a little bit of, you know, aggression, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I am a good guy, right? I'm a good dude. I'm a good person. I'm a very good man, you know what I'm saying? But when you hear me and I talk about shit, I talk about how if anybody threatens my friends, family, ah, you will get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there is no line. I'll, I'll do what's necessary, you know what I'm saying? I'll do what's necessary. I'll be the fucking villain, man. Like, I'll, I'll do it, you know what I'm saying? And, um. I'm not trying to be no thug or nothing. I'm not a thug, uh, but I'm just a fucking man. Like, I, I will do what I, I need to do. You know what I'm saying? But catch me on a regular day. I'll be out there walking my dog, waving at you like, hey, you know, good morning. <laughs> 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 I'm a good guy until, I, until I'm not. So yeah. you say you, I don't know if you see like uh, your your titles or your albums kind of like play into these things and the way you went. They kind of progressed. I don't know if you noticed that, like House of M is uh, where they created their mm -hmm. own world. So you created your own world versus demons, not really liking what you created and then turning out saying, I'll just be the villain then. I, I destroy it all. <laughs> I recreate it again. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never noticed that. I never noticed that. <laughs> but you know, that that that, that kind of goes hand in hand with who we are as, as people though, right? Yeah. You know, um, everybody has their own journey and it seems as though my journey can be mapped out in my music and my albums. That's a good point. I never thought about that, Prez. Yeah, you never, but, but your yeah. creativity you go, was probably you just taking you the path they, anyway. just, just run with that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, man, like, uh, um, so with life, everybody goes through their journeys. You go through your ups and downs. Mine just, my ups and downs just happen to be captured, you know, it captured, it's captured and it's out there forever now. So, um, I think that's that's what, yeah. I don't even know what the next album's gonna be, you know. But I'm already making beats because that's what I do every day, almost. You know. So, do you yeah. do you allow for um, you allow family and friends into your your frame of mind because a lot of your music is from a personal standpoint. So, like, I know you talk about I'll be the villain, and then versus demons was a very personal joint. So 
the transition from versus demons to I'll be the villain. Did you let more people in to listen to the music, to to hear it out, how it sounded, to get those thoughts off uh, prior to settling on the tracks that made the the album? In versus demons, I did not. I did not get anybody else involved except for a handful of people, not even a handful, like three people. Three people heard that album before I released it. You know what I'm saying? Because like because it was so personal. Um and um and you know, my family didn't hear it neither until I released it. You know what I'm saying? But they knew they knew I was going going through some stuff. You know what I mean? I know I tapped you, Cash, you know what I'm saying, to, to see what you thought on the mixes. And I tapped a few people who pretty much do this every day and are obsessed with it like I am. Because everybody else, I can't blame them. They got their own lives. They're doing their own thing. You know what I'm saying? They're not into hip-hop like I am. Like, I can't expect them to drop what they're doing, listen to a whole album. You know what I mean? I would like that. But, you know what I'm saying? But that's not the, that's not the way shit happens. People got their own lives. They have families and all that. So, um, so I, I tapped a few people this time around. And uh, I got some feedback so i appreciate you guys you know what i'm saying to give me the feedback and uh those those of you out there listening i appreciate you for giving me the feedback you did yeah because it seems like the older we get the less and less people do actually have time for to listen to these things they be like getting hyped about stuff mm-hmm. that came out like six months ago like bro like where you where the hell you be <laughs> <laughs> that's probably me too because i don't even listen i don't even listen to music like that i mean let me let me pause let me rewind that for a second i listen to music constantly i don't listen to new music like that like new there's so many new artists and they all they're all the same people so it's like i just stop thanks thanks for tying me into my next question <laughs> only issue with you has always been that you don't tap in with other artists that Ew. do the same thing you do. You know what I mean? Like as far as work, working well Ew. with others, is it is that a purposeful thing as far as your features nah. and, and you elected not to feature or is it? Nah, tell you what it is. I think I'm, I'm a bit of a tyrant when it comes to making music. Because I'm in control of the studio, I'm in control of the tracks, right? So I don't think, I think, it goes two ways. Like I said, I have I have one feature on this album, Genesis the God. He's on, he's on the last track. I met this dude on Instagram. He found my shit and he said, yo, you shit is dope, right? He hit me, hit me on, on, on he sent a message on my, one of my posts. So I checked this page and I'm like, yo, his shit is dope. Next thing you know, I think it was the same day I'm over here video chatting with this dude. It was that easy. But I think in, in, in a, any kind of creative platform like that, if anybody criticizes your shit, it hurts because you put your heart into it. Like when yeah. I, I used to hear criticism of my work back in the day, people would be like, yo, like the first time, first, I, used to start, I used to make beats in my dad's basement because he had a studio, right? And I remember my dad would come home and he listened to one of the tracks I made on his equipment and stuff. And he'd be like, he listened to it. I'm like, yo, dad, check this out. You know what I mean? He'd be like, he listened to it. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's trash, man. <laughs> he was like, yo. <laughs> yo, he's like, yo, it's not like a Nintendo or something, man. He's like, that's trash. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, crush, crush. <laughs> but that was more motivation for me to go in there. Prove him right or prove and, him wrong. And keep prove exactly, prove him wrong. I did it again and then again and again. I'm like, all right, listen to this one now and he's like oh all right that's that's pretty good now now the last thing he, he he probably say oh he said like years ago he was like yeah man you know what man 
He's like, you surpassed me, man. You better than me. And, and you know, I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so for me, it's motivation, but other people take it as yeah. a dream crush. I'm not here to crush dreams. I'm not here to crush dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, if I give you some advice, it's my personal opinion on how you think you should do, might maybe rewrite this or re-record that, you know what I'm saying? And it'll, it'll sound better this way. You know, and I just hope that person trusts me to, 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 you know, to give them that advice, that honest advice and shit, you know what I mean? But if, if it doesn't go down that way, it doesn't go down that way. I've, I've, worked, I've met a lot of people who came to the studio and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. So I don't force it anymore. I don't force yeah. it. So that's probably why you don't hear anybody on my albums like that. Yeah. And, and the album also, man, I want to say this, man. Uh, the album, I'll Be the Villain, um, it, it, it kind of turned into something else after December, after we all found out that Doom passed away. Rest you know in what peace saying? to Doom, for sure. Um, rest in peace to Doom, man. And, and DMX um, as well. Man. Doom and DMX, for sure, man. We just losing mad superheroes out here, man. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, man, but but Doom, Doom hit me particularly hard. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even think, like, I didn't even think, like, the news of somebody that you never met would hit you the way it did with that shit, man. That shit broke me down. I was in tears, man, crying, man, because I'm like, that shit was so sad to me. Cause like, just to think there would not be any more new doom shit. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it was just, because doom was the epitome of, I'm going to do what I want to do, do it the way I want to do it, and go against the flow or create my own flow you know, of, of music and like, <sighs> I don't know how brave you got to be to, to do that and, and, and be successful at it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that dude had the right formula, man. Like he was, he was, he, he was a genius. He was a genius. You know what I'm saying? I can um, relate. I can relate. We, we, yeah. we felt the same way about X in our Oakman segment. We kind of spoke on mm -hmm. X and what he meant uh, for the city, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, man. Like when when he came with, I was telling Prez with the Ron G's, the DJ Clues, and before everybody mm -hmm. else in the world heard him, we heard that that Dark Man X shit, and it was like, who yeah. is this dude barking? Mm -hmm. Who is this dude praying? Who is this dude spitting this crazy? Like, who is this dude controlling the tunnel? And then yeah, he becomes an icon years later. Like everybody knows who mm -hmm. X is. You know what I mean? And he mm -hmm. never, he was unapologetically himself the entire time and had his troubles with depression, had his troubles with addiction, and still was able to shine his light on the world through music, first and foremost. And, and then he right. got into acting, but it hit me hard. And I never thought, like you said, man, I never thought that these guys, these rap superheroes, these rap icons would ever break, break me down to feel like where yeah. I would shed a tear over a man I never met. So I definitely mm -hmm, can yeah. relate. Definitely can relate. Yeah. Hell yeah. So the whole, the whole, yeah, man. Um, yeah, DMX was larger than life, man. I remember <laughs> when Stop Drop came out. You know what I'm saying? That, that was that was it, man. Like every everywhere, every block, every radio. It was just nuts, man. You know what I mean? Those drums, that snare. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the energy he, he brought. And like you said, the man had like four, five, six different sides. He had multiple sides to him when it came to the music. And you can tell 
he was not pretending to be something that he wasn't, man. He was just giving you what he was. All, all, all the, all the faults, all the failures, all the successes. You know what I mean? And, um, and the prayers and the hopes and the dreams, all that stuff. You got all that stuff. You go from one track. He's talking about robbing somebody, getting revenge. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? <laughs> or he tell you the story ATF. like, it's yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like just you know. And then, and then the next guy. Be like, God, dear God, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, he's praying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it's like, man, yo, it's like, it, it, it goes, his, his albums, his, his shit's all over the place, man. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I love it. People love that because it's real. Because none of us are good. Uh, we're all, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. None of us yeah, are that's why I was like, it's, it's, you know? it's, it's chaotic, but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's in sync in, some, in the same type of way. You know beautiful what I mean? Chaos, like it's, bro, it's beautiful yeah. chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. Hell yeah. Organized yeah. chaos, man. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. But with Doom, like the um the album I'll be a villain, like I said, man, that 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 changed because that changed the I, I re I re-recorded one track, you know what I'm saying? Just an just an homage to Doom. And um, you know what I'm saying? Um it's, it's more like a skit because it's only one verse, it's a very short verse. What's the name of that track? Has, you know, for everybody. It's called I'll it's called it's called I'll Be the Villain. Yeah. So check out the track I'll Be the Villain. Um and it's like it has like a very mournful sorrow tone. But then the beat drops and it's just the beat is just villainous, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like mm. old to, to doom because he always had those fucking sometimes he had some weird ass cartoon, you know what I'm saying? Saturday morning cartoon beats, but then he has like some really like fucking uh, archangel beats, you know what I mean? Some shit or some shit out of out of hell, man. Like it's some really crazy beats. So that I, I wanted to tap into that that villainous feel with that with that track, you know what I'm saying? And and I think I did a I think I did him justice with that. Yeah. yeah. So Mars, like the, the the tracks that really stood out to me was the minor adjustment. Uh, just had a grimy type feel with it. Uh, mm. The we're gonna make it, which you released as your single. You, I guess you had you was telling the story about how you were how it got released or how you chose it as your release. You want to tell that story uh, about that? But oh yeah, I, I got that same type of vibe when uh, when I heard it the first time. Okay, bet yeah yeah. I was uh, I, t- I took my laptop out and I was doing some mixing, some final mixes of the track, um, and I was out in public and. Um, uh, a, a, a friend from the neighborhood. They heard the track, um, and uh, she was uh, off the jump. She was just like taking taking off guard. You know what I mean? Like she just really liked the track. And then you know she um, she told others to come check it out. Other people started coming, st- stopping by and listening to the track, and they were all impressed. You know what I mean? But then like days later, somebody would stop me in the street. Same one of the people from that same event stopped me in the street. They were like, "Hey." I listen to that track again, man. Like, where can I find it? Like, that, that's that's really dope track. I love that beat and I love the core. I was like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, you know? And so I was like, you know what? If somebody takes their time out to bring the shit up when they see me days later, and because it was so curious, it's the most upbeat track on the album, but it's still hard. I gotta ask, I already know, but I just want the people to know the talent that you possess. Do you have any other producers, engineers, or anybody that worked on the album? Uh, uh, yeah, nah. So, 
on drums, we got the Mars Native. On keys, we got the Mars Native. <laughs> on guitar, we got uh, the Honorable Mars Native. You know what I mean? Yeah, on vocals, we have... Guitar. Yeah, he got everything in there, y'all. Like, the Mars Native. The man's talented. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, on vocals, is me. The writing is me. Um, the mixing is me. The mastering is me. <laughs> the publishing is me. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I'm a one man fucking band, one man team, man. you know. So, Not uh, saying I, I don't want to work with others, but that's just what it is. But as you was talking about, you did work with one other person, uh, Genesis the God, and like yeah. that song, Almighty, yeah. last song on the 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 EP that you had on there. I I, I really dug that too because it's rare that you go outside yeah. and work with somebody. So when you when I actually heard it, it was. You know, I was like, he got caught you nice. off guard, and I was yeah. like, man, this sounds good too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he went there on that verse too. He went there on that verse. I was he like, did. towards the end, I was like, mm. he, he, talking, he did talking real crazy. He but did. I like the fact that oh, yeah. he stayed in character and in tune with what the song mm-hmm. is about. But before we let you go, Mars, man, um, just just t- just let everybody know, you know, where they can find you in regards to your your social media handles and, and where your music is and, and any last words you want to leave for the people. Yeah, man. If you want to find me, it's the Mars native, right? So look up the Mars native anywhere, man. You can find me on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, anywhere there's streaming music, anywhere you can purchase digital music. I'm there. Um, I have a clothing store on Teesprings. You look up Teesprings, look up planet Mars. You can find merchandise. You know, I got shirts, I got freaking mouse pads, I got mugs, water bottles, you know what I'm saying? You want it, I got it, you know what I mean? I got what you need, you know what I mean? So, um, what else, man? The album, our 25th, the single, we're gonna make it, it's out right now. So go get a taste of that, go get a taste of that, you know what I'm saying? Or if you wanna, you really wanna hear little snippets and samples of the album, come to my page on Instagram, The Mars Native. That's it. All right, for sure, man. Prez, you got any last words before we let Mars go? Uh, nah, man. I definitely uh like the like the growth, like the change up on this album. You know, give me something new. Uh, keep me engaged uh with it constantly. So, yeah, keep up the good work, man. That's all I can say. Yep, same Thanks, here, man. man. Appreciate it. Same here. Keep keep doing your Thanks thing. Keep making. For sure, man. Keep making the music yeah. you make. Keep enjoying what you do. Don't ever chase the fame. Don't ever chase the, the the follows or whatever. Just continue. If it makes you happy and, and it it got you through something very hard in life, continue to do it because I mm-hmm. believe that without hip-hop, maybe Mars is not still here. And that's some real shit. Like you wrote your way yeah, that's through a real life event. And I think that's not to be understated, man. So I, I, lo- I love the music, man. We're going to continue to work together. Anytime you have a, a project that's dropping, the couch is always welcome for you to come sit down and discuss it, brother. So much much success. April 25th, y'all go get this shit. Check out the single right now. We're going to make it. Go back, check out Versus Demons. And then when you're done with that, check out House of M. And then when you're done with that, Go to the back catalog because I guarantee you you will you will definitely like what you see from the beginning to where he's at now. It's it's light years, it's light years of, of growth.
Yeah, he'll watch yeah. the Marvel shit. Well, okay. So no, for the Marvel stuff, no yeah, I, 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 I watch it just because, you know, I'd have read it all, so you want to see how it's adapted. But the main little part is just like, man, we got sons, man. My son be on it, like, first thing in the morning. Like, hey, hey, we watching this tonight? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man, we got, we got you. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, I be caught up with those, man. He, he be having me on it. Like, we had to the whole reason I mentioned King Kong versus Godzilla, I didn't really care for. I, I wouldn't have just jumped out to watch it, you know what I mean? But he was like two yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Hey, that King Kong Godzilla come out. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, hey. sure, I'll be right there with you. All right, man. Uh, Cash, I think we're gonna do something a little bit different this time, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's get into let's, it. Let's actually talk about a TV show. I don't know why you don't ever bring up TV shows on this thing, man. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> since we got Mars on here, we talking about it. And uh, I think what we three episodes in now on four, Falcon and four. Winter Soldier. Four episodes four, in now on yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, uh, fourth one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been uh, an experience. An experience I did not think that uh, Disney was going to tackle <laughs> on oh, some of the going, topics man. and, and going, angles man. that they're going in on. It's, it's, it's real life superhero. What's, what's your thoughts on it so far? And then we'll hear Mars' thoughts on it as well. I admit, so, we, we're going to spoil things, though. I'm, I'm yeah, just get that out alert. Like, so, spoiler. yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Like, hey, if you don't want to know nothing about it, don't listen at this because I'm not going to censor myself at all. <laughs> all right. So, before I begin, I'm not a comic nerd. I wish I was, but I'm not. I watch the movies. I watch the TV shows. Whatever I say that's off base here for anybody listening, please forgive me. I, I leave with that. No, I, you know they out there waiting. Yeah, they, they out there waiting for you to say something wrong. But I, I just <laughs> I'm here for the entertainment factor. But uh, but yeah, what I think so far, man, like you said, man, I didn't think Disney was gonna tackle a lot of uh these these social issues uh in particular um of course we all know falcon gave up being captain america but i didn't think that they were going to go right to giving it to somebody else that that quickly you know what i mean so and he still felt a certain type of way behind it even though he didn't want to take the shield and and be captain america so from the jump you already seen just society at play um but i would have moved all the way towards the fourth episode all right i i definitely didn't see this dude losing all control but the more and more i think about it and i mean cap the new captain america the more and more i think it think about it is with everything that's injected into him this there was bound to be a side effect from one of these these soldiers that they put out there and his anger definitely was one of those things but I'm not sure mm-hmm. how they're gonna come back from this and how how he's even gonna be in the in the show moving forward. Son, that the super, the super soldier serum, right? It makes you more of what you already are, right? That's why Steve Rogers is Steve Rogers and always will be. This dude came out when he first came out with the shield, you know, they made the public announcement and whatnot. And he came out with the shield. It was written all over his face. That dude was an asshole, man. Before he even said one word, I'm like, oh, oh this dude's a, this dude's a dick, man. Like I could already <laughs> tell. You know what I'm saying? And then um, he looked like a dick. And then yeah, the and then, so like I I kind of foresaw that. I kind of foresaw that because there's no way he's gonna be good enough or not even decent enough. Like and it seems all, like all he, he overcompensating too. 
Yeah, there's gonna be they're gonna dig into his past probably. They're gonna go, you know, they talk about how much how many medals he got for the things he did. I bet you one episode they're gonna really dig into his past. They're gonna show you what he did, and it's probably not gonna be nothing nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so we'll we'll see, man. This character, I think I think I saw this coming, but I didn't know they were gonna do it like that. I didn't know they were gonna do it like that. Like I didn't expect that. To, I didn't expect to see it like that. You know what I mean? I was raw. So we, you, we I, 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 I don't catch up with y'all on on that last episode, but I want to throw in the, the other episode that was in between that where they had the the black Captain America on there and where they had been practicing with this uh, super mm. soldier serum before, a la like in real life the, the Tuskegee experiments. Let's try it on these people before we actually put it put it in production and try it on or the <laughs> the one we were gonna parade out in front of everybody else and you know kind of shun it to the side and it's like hidden. It's like hidden completely from the record books that 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 he must exist in in that form as a super soldier or whatever, right? Uh, to the fact where Captain America and his right hand man didn't he must know about it. Like it's, it's, that's that's yeah. crazy to me. Uh, so, but now catching up to this right here uh, to the fourth episode, I, I, I'm loving how Marvel Disney, uh, you know, how they show that everybody's redeemable. But everybody's also corruptible. <laughs> like uh, there is no safe image on it. You know what I mean? Like uh, you got Winter Soldier, who's an ex-villain, who's now you're cheering for as a superhero. They done brought back Zemo, who you know he didn't kill. Uh, he killed the first T'Challa, but but then hey, what he was doing right there in the episode, you can't tell me you wasn't cheering, rooting for like hey, yeah, destroy all them super soldiers yeah. so nobody come up crazy like this other person, yeah. you know? And then. The the person that's the 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 villain right now, the flag smasher, or whatever the uh, whatever name is, uh, the what's the, the woman, uh, whatever her name is, like, but she they they point out her flaws, like, hey, you 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 starting off on good intent, but your way about it is gonna end it with bad mm-hmm. intentions, regardless. Like, you're you're going a little bit over the edge every time. You will you're losing a little mm-hmm. bit of your uh your humanity every time you. You go out on these missions because you want everybody to see your side. And then uh, even with Falcon, Falcon sitting there, you know, as a counselor or whatever, like one thing you ain't supposed to do is lose your trust. And like in that episode, he was lying to the girl. I'm here alone. Oh. Like right now, jump like, hey, you, 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 you didn't have to say that. You could have told her the truth. I'm holding them back and what all this stuff right here. So. Oh, yeah, I guess he could have said that. I mean, but he was by himself, though. Yeah, man. And then you see old Captain America over there with ants in his pants, can't sit still. I'm like, he gonna mess this all up. I already see it coming, man. I'm like, yo, all, all that all that all that trust he was building. Uh and yo, why he always kicking doors in, man? That's how you know he's <laughs> an asshole. You can't just open the door. Why you gotta kick everything? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Every time he walk in the room, he's kicking the door down. I'm like, yo, chill, and, man. And he also has that <laughs> that privilege, like, like, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm Captain America. You don't know who I am? Like, yeah. you're supposed to, like, automatically, yeah. like, I don't know you. We knew the last Captain America. Who the hell are you, bro? Right. And they, and they've been doing this for, for years now, and you just coming in as the new guy. Like, you got to play your position. They don't respect you. You may have respect. Right. You may have respect outside of... Uh, these 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 villains and 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 these these other characters, but in in real life, we do this shit too. And, and you just 
yeah. along for the ride. You know what I mean? So yeah. all, all the stuff that he's done in the past, as far as his uh his military history, they don't really care about that. They've been fighting these wars and doing this shit forever. So I think he has like one of those. He he wants to fit in and wants to be accepted, but they don't respect you because they still ain't over the fact that Captain America is gone. Yeah, their friend. You know what I mean? Their friend, right. Yeah, it's not even just a teammate. That's like their friend, man. That's Bucky's best friend. You know what I'm saying? And Falcon's uh, teammate and friend. So it's like, you can't just come out here and win. Imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, I don't know. Imagine you had a friend who who had like a a getup. They always had the same getup. Everybody knew them for wearing this getup. And then your friend passes away. Next to you know some other some other dude coming the same getup. Like, yo, man, yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna do what he was doing now. And you know what he was doing? That's me now. So like, you know, respect me. Like, no, 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 no. Get the hell out of here. No. <laughs> nah, <son. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, he yeah. got a tall, he got a tall mountain to climb. Now, and on the way it ended though, with that episode. I seen a little bit of right and a lot of wrong in him, but it, I can I can get where he was coming from because I don't know if I seen my friend die like Captain America, like okay. uh, the new Captain America. Because uh, if my friend died right there in my arm, you know you're gonna blank out for a, for a split second. You know like, I need my oh, revenge. Yeah. I need it now, and it was just like so like that person that you need to attack is right there. And then the wartime situation, bam, that's the enemy. You I can just go gave out him and a I kill the enemy. You should have just gave yeah. him a serum. He should have just because they they talked about it prior to it in the episode. Like, hey, if you had the opportunity to take it, would you? And he was like, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> but that that dose was that dose is for one though. Yeah. So each each of those serums was for one person. So yeah, one person had to take that whole thing. So he took the one only one he had in his pocket. Yeah. Nah, it was a wrap. I think he was boy. just trying to. He was never gonna give it to his boy. He was just trying to. He wasn't gonna tell. Am I right for taking it? <laughs> That's what he wanted him to know. He was so guilty wanted to know. Uh, taking it. Yeah, I ain't see it that way. I yeah, he he wanted his boy say he wanted hear his boy say hell yeah I take it. He'd be like all right all right all right cool. Later that day, <laughs> you know what I mean? He out there putting that serum in his vein, right? Yeah, so yeah. he know what he's doing. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so that far, man. They got my attention uh, way more than I, I. I thought they even started off at the beginning of the year with that uh, with one one division. That was more of just yeah, like a mystery, division. trying to figure out what's going on it and like the depression slow, and everything. It grew yeah, on it picked. Me. It grew on. Me. Yeah, but this off well, the well, gate, man. just like with the action and you know the the topics that they're hitting, I'm engaged off this from the jump, and I'm, I'm liking this at a. Pace wise, yeah. this one is a lot better. This is more That's my speed one thing right about here. Marvel press. Like it don't matter. People were saying what they were saying about WandaVision. Like I say, the first two episodes, a lot of people didn't like, and they was like, "What the hell is this?" But when you loyal, the beginning. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to Marvel at this point. They can't do no wrong. So <laughs> I, I was will. like, "It'll get better." We it'll trust get better. them. I had no idea it would get better. Yeah, we trust. But in my mind, I was like, "It'll get better." Trust me. Trust me. It's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> son, 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 son. Hold on, hold on. WandaVision, the fact that WandaVision, the first episode was on some old 1940s, 1950s black and white screen, already had my mind going like, what are they up to? What are they up to? What is this? What is this? You know what I mean? And then in the first episode, you see these little glitches and you see these little things happen. The little, the little, and then like, there was a second episode, you see the helicopter, the red helicopter. Son, yo, who wasn't hooked already? I was hooked on that. So 
people, I think people think when they go in to go watch a Marvel movie, they expect to see um, just straight off action and like adventure, right? But that, like we were talking about this before, we're talking about DC versus Marvel and DC, the, the, when you have a superhero, the main version of that superhero is who he is in his outfit. Nobody cares about Clark Kent. Nobody cares about Bruce Wayne. Put the goddamn uniform on and go kick somebody's ass. That's all I want to see, right? But in Marvel, it's about the person. It's about the struggles of the person. So when WandaVision comes on, I care about Wanda. I care about Vision. Marvel, this is Marvel. So if you're watching the show and you're expecting to see some, you know, ep- episode one, they are out here using her witch powers and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You in the, you came to the wrong party. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to expect to learn to grow with these characters. So it, it started off like from the bottom and just went straight up. And that's how they did all their movies too. They make you love their characters. So that way when unfortunately these characters die, you know what I mean? You feel it. You feel it. You know what I mean? Like the end of that episode, when, when at the end of the series of WandaVision, when uh, Wanda and Vision shared that last kiss, tell me you ain't feel that, son. You know what I mean? Like, and the, the, the world was close. I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, they got a way of doing it. Even the way Marvel, even the way they, they didn't introduce these, like, if you think all the way back to, like, the first movie, the Iron Man movie, he, he was Tony Stark all the way through. It went until the end. He was like, I'm Iron Man. Like, oh, shit. like, the whole movie, you've been known the person. You care about Tony Stark more than you care about the Iron Man. And I think that's through, that's true to, like, every one of the characters, even to the one division. That's Scarlet Witch's uh, name, but she didn't get that name until, what, three, three, uh, two movies in, and it's a third right and a whole series. Type yep. of deal. Yeah. <laughs> you finally get her alter yeah. ego or her, her superhero form. Yeah, so I gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. go back and watch shit all over again now. <laughs> yeah. Good, man. Yeah. I don't know how many times but, uh, what what do y'all think about like the way they've been releasing it then though? Like the weekly. Are y'all comfortable? Are y'all okay with the weekly release versus like the Netflix drops that we had got so accustomed to? I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with it, it for the for the simple fact that once it's there, it's, it's gonna be there. Once that eight to ten week episode run, I mean, I'm still gonna have it. So it's for me, I, I really don't mind it. I just feel like it engaged the conversation a little bit more. It makes these shows last. I mean, like yeah. uh, think about Game of Thrones. That's what made Game of Thrones, The Wire, all these. Like that's that's what made those series mm-hmm. good. Like the constant like. Mm-hmm. Chatter, what like what could happen? What's gonna happen? Oh man, no! You see this exciting thing, and you got you're, you're talking about Just everybody ain't got to be doing now, watch yeah. it. Look at what we doing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. But I feel like a whole series, and then if it's over, it's over. That's it. You know, don't, yep. you don't get that traction exactly. for two, three months straight on right. every single episode. But your series have to be right. worth a damn for you to. Pull that off now in this Netflix and, and, and Amazon era. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Disney know what they're doing. In, in a world where everything is released all at once, Disney, I think number one, I think they're doing this because Disney's library isn't as big as the, as the other um, platforms, right? I think that's number one. So they want to keep people engaged. They want to keep you there as long as you can, paying that membership and whatnot, which is smart. And while they also work on building other um, um, other shows for that for their platform. And but I think they're also doing it because everybody else is doing the other thing where they give you all the all the episodes at one. So that's it. Like I, I, when when a, when a show comes out, I'm used to just pressing play 
and stuff in my face for like five, six episodes, <laughs> you know? And then I go to sleep, you know what I mean? So it's like, and then yeah. in two days, like the whole series is done for that. You know what I'm saying? But, and, and that, what that hap- what happens with that is like, when we talk about it, we talk about the series as a whole, but we don't talk about episodes. We talk about episodes, but we talk about the series as a whole. And then that's it. But now yeah. we're talking about episode after episode. We probably won't have this conversation again. Yeah. And yeah, that's how it is to me too. Like just like when you, when if Cash went out and watched something that was new on Netflix, and I said I was gonna get to it, but a month went by, I probably gonna get to it to probably about eight months later after that. Now at this point, but if it was a weekly thing, I, I feel like I would just like bam catch up on it real quick. But I'm I'm okay with the conversation mm-hmm. gonna be gone because it's out of his mind too. After like yeah, <laughs> after it's sure, done, I've done, I've moved on. I've moved on. But I, I think what Marvel doing is is smart. Because it's it's more of the quality over the quantity, you know what I mean. Every single episode of this this uh, Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been something we have talked about offline. It's like there's not not too many shows that we talk about nowadays offline besides um, the one I want you to watch, which we're not going to mention because you haven't watched. Snowfall. It, so. I'm catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snowfall. Snowfall is a dope <laughs> show as well. Um, but, yeah, Snowfall is dope, man. Um, so, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's the way to do it, man. When the show is that good, releasing it one by one and getting everybody to talk about it is the, the way to go about it. When you know you got that good shit, but everybody can't do that. You know what I mean? So. All right, then. Uh, I think, like you said, Mars. I think we'll be probably back on here to talk about this again after we can watch another couple mm-hmm. episodes and something like that. We'll definitely uh reach out to you and probably have you back on since yeah. you started the conversation. Might Absolutely. as well finish it with us. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, appreciate you for being on the couch with us once again. Uh, thank you for the interview. Thank you for staying, staying for the extra little portion here. Cash. That's, yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. <laughs> I ain't got nothing special. <laughs> I ain't got nothing yeah. special, man. But, but yeah, I, back to you, Cash. Back to you, Cash. Yeah, <laughs> I know he just threw it. He just tossed it back. I'm, I'm sitting here. Training. He uses the outro guy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Thanks for sticking around, man. I think that's about it, man. It's the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Yep. DSC cool. out. All right.